What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. You already know the fun of Kings Island. Blue ice cream for lunch, catching your breath between screams on the beast. But this summer at Kings Island, this is 50. Don't miss their 50th anniversary celebration all summer long with new shows, new food, and new fun. It's Kings Island's biggest summer yet. And now through August 14th, Kings Island is turning up the excitement with a daily 50 Years of Fun street party. It features dancers, music, and more commemorating the last 50 years. Make plans today at visitkingsisland.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. It's Friday here on the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. And we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across the United States, Canada, Central America, the Caribbean, let me see, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Europe, and the rest of the world on TalkStarRadio.com, streaming audio. If you'd like to give us a call tonight and uh, speak with any of our guests, tell us your opinions, your views, what's on your mind. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On a message messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradio.com. On tonight's show, John Press is going to be joining me in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about his new book that is uh, just uh, going to be coming out, Culturalism, A Word, A Value, Our Future. Dr. Eugene Stovall will be joining me talking about conspiracy theory that explains blunders in America. Elizabeth Joyce will be doing psychic readings for one and all. And Chris Flisher will be doing astrology. That's all tonight here on The X-Zone. Today is uh, Friday, January the 18th, and on this date in 1644, a group of pilgrims reported the very first UFO sighting in America over what is now Boston. Uh, personally, I'm pretty sure that's the day that Regis landed, and you can read the entire story in the book, Closeth Encounters. In 1778, Captain James Cook discovered what he called the Sandwich Islands. On this date in 1911, a plane landed on a ship, the USS Pennsylvania, for the first time. And in 1912, English explorer Robert Scott and his expedition arrived in the South Pole. Today is uh, Kevin Costner's birthday. He turns 53. Bobby Goldsboro from uh, Honey and, uh, let me see, uh, watching Scotty grow, turns 67 today. And today is maintenance day. 
all around the world. So there you go. Today in history and on this day whose birthday it is. My first guest tonight is uh, John Press. He's written, uh, he's written a book called Culturalism, A Word, A Value, and Our Future. And uh, John is currently a doctoral student at NYU studying the history of education. He holds a master's degree from UCLA, an administrative credential, and two teaching credentials. He's taught U.S. history, philosophy, and psychology at the high school level for eight years and has traveled all over, well, pretty much of the globe. And John, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. It's exciting to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. John, the word culturalism, what does it mean? Well, I'll tell you, but first I have to correct you. Sorry about that. There is no letter A or letter L in culturism. It's just culture-ism. And culturism is an alternative to multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. Um, Multiculturalism holds that there's no particular core culture in Western countries, that we're an assemblage of random cultures, more or less. And culturists say, no, we have actually in these countries, in our Western countries, and other countries have in their countries, core traditions. Multiculturalism also holds that they're basically, all cultures are interchangeable. Um, We should celebrate them all. They they don't really make much of a difference. And culturalism takes cultures and cultural diversity seriously. So, again, it's an alternative to the widely accepted multicultural view that's out there now. All right, John, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break for this hour. You and I will be back in two minutes' time. John Press is our special guest, and we're going to be talking about culturism right here on the Exxon. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. John's website is www.culturism.us. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon for Friday, January the 18th in the year 2008. And John uh, Press and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. John Press is our special guest. And uh, John, how does culturism help to uh, counter multiculturists? And uh, what is wrong with multiculturism? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked me. I think that multiculturalism is basically it's dangerous because it denies that the United States, Western countries, are special countries. Now, other countries don't make this mistake. Um, Saudi Arabia, God bless them. They, you know, they protect their culture. They're, they're very... Uh, they're very nervous about it, as we've traditionally been about ours, and, and they think it's special, so they take action to protect it. Um, when we look at multiculturalism, it says, well, basically all cultures are the same, and then we we also end up getting, um, we, we don't have a word to talk about cultural differences without going to racism. And, and I think that, again, the word culturism can help us out in distinguishing that we do have a core culture with positive values, and it allows us to talk about differences without you know, being nervous that everybody's talking about race all the time. Okay, so when we talk about the, um, the delicate balance that has to be maintained in this day and age and in our societies, how does this affect racial profiling? Okay, well... Racism, first of all, let's just be really clear. Racism, it, it, from a culturist point of view, is dangerous and it's stupid. I mean, there's no benefit to talking about race because you're you're not going to change your race. <laughs> there's nothing much you can do about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do need to be able to talk about cultural diversity. Cultural diversity is a real and legitimate consideration. Um, for example, people decry the focus on mosques when looking for terrorist cells because they say it's racist. But we need to be able to distinguish between race and culture. Islam's not a race. There are Muslims of all colors. Uh, this is not racial profiling. It's culturist profiling. Cultures are different. Uh, Islam is a culture, and uh, despite what multiculturalists say, cultural diversity is real and significant. Uh, racism is evil, but culturism is rational, legitimate, and necessary. We need to be able to say, you know, these people do uh, have a tendency towards terrorism because it comes out of their culture. And, and we, we have to be able to say that without fear of being called racist. And uh, so, again, we, we have culturism gives us a word. I, I'm, I, I hate racist, but I'm very proud to be a culturist. Okay, so uh, does this mean that 
the West is superior to other cultures? You know, I've been battling with people about this. This is this is something uh, that, that people don't really get. Cultureism holds that, that we are not superior. We mm-hmm. are a different lifestyle. Uh, again, Islamic countries, they have a different lifestyle. We have a different lifestyle. And I can't really tell you which is, you know, in a metaphysical sense, better. Uh, for a person who's raised in an Islamic society, their way is better. For, for me, I can't conceive of being over and, and living in that kind of culture, so my culture is better to me. Um, you know, I, I, sort of, you know, I'm, I take pride in the West. I love Western history. I love the intro you did. There's a lot of history in it. Um, but if, to the extent that we just figure we're the best, we're the best, we're the best, we become kind of arrogant and complacent. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think we're necessarily the best, and we might not be the best in the ultimate um, ch- test of, the, of being the best, which is survival. Um, I don't know if people who are sort of complacent about their culture uh, take it for granted. Can withstand an onslaught of people that are willing to die for their culture, mm-hmm. that are uh, you know, very excited about it. Uh, I would hope that we would be excited about our culture, too, but it's not necessarily the best, no. Is it, is it true that culturism is against human rights? Um, it's not really so much a matter of being against human rights, but culturism just doesn't believe they exist. Um, you know, uh, when people say human rights, it sounds like some sort of metaphysical truism. Mm-hmm. But rights don't originate from wishes. They only come from countries that believe in them and can afford them. To go back to Saudi Arabia, I don't know why I'm picking on them tonight, but I am. Saudi Arabia has money, but they don't believe in rights, so they don't. You don't have rights in Saudi Arabia. In Africa, where they, uh, they even people who believe in rights, your right to education, for example, they have no money. They can't make that come true. Rights only come from countries that believe in them and can afford them. And if Western powers fall, uh, rights will cease to exist. So, so. Uh, I don't believe that I don't have rights in other countries, and, and they don't necessarily have rights here. We only have the rights that our culture can create. Um, uh, okay, okay. I, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, so I'm not much of an internationalist. I don't know if you listen to the news as, as your uh, program was starting, but Google's giving a lot of money to Africa and mm-hmm. say, you know, saying that people don't have jobs. And they're Absolutely true. Um, but, you know... We have problems, too, and it's sort of our job to take care of ourselves, and they have a different value system, and for us to go meddling in other people's cultures and, and so forth before we take care of ourselves, I think that's a, it's a mistake that when you get into human rights and internationalism that you fall into. I think at times we can cause more problems than we can, than we can uh, fix things. Absolutely. Somebody said to me today, they said, well, does that mean that you support tyranny in other countries? Well, you know, tyranny is a broad word. And other countries have different ways of doing things. They have kings. They have different systems. And, and uh, you know, for me to say, well, I know what's best for you, and, and I'm going to impose my model on you, it quite often, quite frankly, we don't really have any idea of what's going on over in other countries. I think that's so part of the whole, whole different system. I think that's a major part of the problem is that we do not know what is going on. We think we do, but we really don't take the time to understand the uh, the the uh, the political system. We certainly don't take the time to 
learn about the religious philosophies. And least uh-huh. of all, we don't take the time to learn about the people. Yeah, and we kind of just go in with this view that everybody is sort of waiting to be an American. And so, you know, I hope we don't do it, but culturism is uh, kind of isolationist, but, you know, we're sort of on the verge of going in and telling Pakistan, now you're going to be a, a democracy with uh, your respect for free speech, separation of church and state rights and so forth, and... You know, it just might not be the individual rights model, democracy, free speech, separation, church, and state model might not be what they want. They uh, might be more into like a collective thing where they celebrate the same God and they have the same holidays and, you know, whatever they want to do. So I, I, I think when we get into this human rights model, it gets us in trouble. I think the uh, people, the, uh, the government in Pakistan has made it clear that they do not want the United States government or military, or CIA, in their country. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I know you guys do stuff on UFOs, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Group dynamics change based on context. I, I think if, if our planet was invaded by UFOs, it was really clear to everybody, you know, we'd suddenly think, wow, hey, we're all humans down here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, there may be factions fighting in Pakistan, but once somebody shows up from outside, you got to expect that people are going to unite and say, wait, 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 wait. You know, I, I, I may hate him, but he's one of us. That's right. Because <laughs> right? At, at that time, we are the aliens doing the invading. Well, if we're good or bad. It's just, you know, it's yeah. meddling in your own, in somebody else's affair. Um and I, I also was talking about, you know, how these sort of group dynamics are manipulable. I think that we need to wake up to the fact that we're special. We have positive values in the West. They may not be the world's values, but they're fragile. They're our values. And if we don't protect our country, if we don't come together on some basic Western values and, and reinforce them and uh, teach them, we, we have the possibility of slipping away into into anarchy, chaos, what, you know, whatever is, you know, preceded sort of enlightened ages, a lot of dark age, dark ages stuff. So I think we need to also, um, you know, protect our culture as well as, as respect other people's cultures. We have to respect our culture. I don't think multiculturalism helps us teach positive values as well as culturism would. That's why I'm a culturist. Tell me, uh, John, what are the biggest culturist uh, threats facing the West today? The biggest Cultures facing the West. Well, some of them are internal, some of them are external. Um, I would say that the, the number one thing facing the West today is um, Islam. Right now, we've got this continuance of something that's been going on for 1,400 years the, the battle between us and them. And um, I think the extent that we don't recognize that we're fragile and diversity exists. We, we're doing like Europe is doing, which is allowing a huge Muslim population to come into our country, and um, that ends up balkanizing us. Uh, they have no-go zones in England and different parts of Europe. I don't want those here. And I think that we're fairly fragile. I, I think, you know, 9-11 was, was an attack on World Trade Center, Pentagon, possibly another target. And if we get you know, a few of those in a row, I think that are uh, in different maybe shopping malls, our civil liberties, our economy is fragile. It can take a hit. And I think that we need to err on the side of caution 
again, as a culturist, I, I don't believe in international rights. They don't let us into our country. That's fine. That's great. And you don't have right to be in our country unless you're an American. So that's, an, that's one of several international uh, culturist threats to our culture. John, stand by. You and I have to take our news at the bottom of the hour. John Press is our special guest. He is the author of a uh, of a new book that's coming out. It's called Culturism, A Word, A Value, Our Future. And you can find out all about John on his website at www.culturism.us. one 877 is toll-free if you'd like to give us a call and ask John any questions. That's one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is exone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradio.com. Still to come on tonight's show, we have Dr. Eugene Stovall, Elizabeth Joyce, and Chris Flisher. The Exone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, will continue on the other side of this news break. Live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. John Press is our special guest this hour, Exxon Nation. His website is www.culturism.us. And, uh, John, how would you define the West? The West, it's, it's very interesting, um... A lot of things that we take to be sort of international truths mm-hmm. turn out just to be Western truths. Um, freedom of speech, having individualism, having women's rights, having uh, separation of church and state. These are, these are Western ideals. Now, that said, a lot of countries look back to a golden time. They're easy to define. We're a very progressive nation. You know, we've, we've changed a lot. If you look at Western art, it's always changing, right? So we're, uh, I, I would define, we're, we're, we're a little bit harder to define than other cultures, but those basic truths that I listed, those are the core values of the West. You, you can really see them, you know, if you look at what, what's come before us. I think, like, uh, the myth of the, the noble savages really hurt us, right? We think that everybody before us was sort of kind and gentle. Um, 
But we have really increased uh, all these things. Before, people used to, you know, 25% of males used to die in battle. There was, uh, women were, were like chattel, they worked so hard. There was so much violence and superstition. And, and you know, we've, we've carved this culture out that, to, again, to us seems like uh, it's just natural, but it's something that's taken a lot of work. If you study history and anthropology, it's taken a lot of work to create. All right. How does how does culturism navigate or compare with culture wars? Culture wars. Well, culture wars. Um, I find is a is a divisive term. Um, you know, when it, both secularists and religious folks in this country, we mm-hmm. can look back to a culture that holds men's spiritual attributes to be more valuable than their physical attributes, and. Um, you know, when it becomes Christians versus secularists, we start fighting. But I think that we can unite. Um, Plato, for example, said that men's souls were higher than their bodies. Uh, he said reason should rule appetite. Freud said the same thing. And Jesus did, too. Right? When we look at today's society, we can use these values to all come together, not just be uh, you know, Christians against um, against secularists. And I, I think it's, it's a little bit broader, but I think it can unite us uh, more than... Then it divides us. Uh, I, so I think I think we have a, a long, long tradition. I think culturism generically uh, takes in more of our tradition. Now, why is the private and public distinction so important to culturism? Alternately, ultimately, does the uh, culturism support censorship? Well, culturism advocates limited censorship. But that's something we already have. Uh, the FCC doesn't allow snuff films or porno on primetime. I think you'll agree that that's, that's probably a good thing. I agree, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, people say, no censorship. Well, it's, it's a matter of how much. And I think the FCC needs to keep the major media as clean as possible. Um, similarly, I think the public space needs to be protected. Zoning laws need to keep billboards uh, for strip clubs off the way area of main highways. Again, I don't think we can take our culture for granted. I think we need to be culturists. I think if you just let it go, you know, if you let it go and you expect just, you know, good, wholesome behavior, if you expect responsible behavior, you don't really know what what human beings have been, what the norm is for human beings. Again, there's a, you know, deep in our soul, there's a lot of depravity. There's, there's sure. lustful wishing and, and worse. And, and so if we don't sort of show as a society that we believe in some wholesome values, again, what you're going to expect is uh, if, you, if you don't sort of direct and guide people, what's going to emerge won't necessarily be pretty. Uh, we need to be sort of culturists as we, as we guide our, our country. And, and yeah, some, some censorship, if you want to call it that, or guidance is necessary for this. Tell me, do you think we've we've uh, gone too far already, or are we are we at the uh, point of no return? I don't think so. I, I think especially these young people, as an example, um, we have a new generation coming all the time, and I think our, our World War II generation, mm-hmm. older people that were uh, are still around, are really healthy people. I I don't think that we're past the point of no return, or or I wouldn't um, you know, I wouldn't write the book. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. But I think that we do need to start in schools and start in our public square and, and really discuss culture. What's, what's best in our culture? What do we have to do to maintain it? How do we protect it? Um, and, and again, uh, this sort of 
this sense of our being unique, a unique culture, a sort of threat to our culture. We've often long been sort of worried about our culture deteriorating, and uh, I think we need to, again, take that seriously and and build upon that, that sort of um, understanding. And I don't think it's too late at all. I mean, we're still, we're still a great dynamic country. Uh, but is... we do need to be culturists, and I think if we identify ourselves with cult- as culturists, I think that, that helps us. To the extent that we talk about cultures and we say, ooh, this group has um, a higher pregnancy rate, out-of-wedlock pregnancy uh, rate, and you say, wow, no, no, you can't talk about that. That's a hot-button issue. That's racist. We're, we're weakened. We need to be able to really talk about, well, okay, for example, with immigration, just like I said, some people have a higher drinking rate. Some people have higher out-of-wedlock childbirthing mm-hmm. rates. We need to be able to talk about that honestly and not be afraid of uh, of being called racist and also advocate positive values. And that is Very a major that is mm-hmm. a major problem these days because um, you're afraid of a, uh, of violating anyone's rights, so you feel that you're being suppressed. Yeah, um, freedom of speech really isn't there anymore. It's, in a way, it's gone because, yeah, you are afraid of what you're going to say and people being mm-hmm. offended. And at the same point, we can't guide our culture because, you know, if one person might be offended by it, it's, it can't happen. So we have, um, you know, I, I sympathize sometimes with the uh, religious people who say, you know, if we want to put up uh, Ten Commandments, well, one person says, I, I, that, that would hurt me. And so it can't be done or... or a moment of silence in schools. We, you know, the individual rights have so trumped the cultural rights yep. that we can't move as a society. And I think it's it's really it's made us stuck and unable to to advocate values. And it's also adding more um, more to the to the problem than it is adding to the solution. Absolutely. For... It, it, well, it defies solutions because, like you said, if everything I say, mm-hmm. you're it's gonna if I say. I think that um, eating healthy foods is good. Well, that's just people who are really into junk food. And, and so then the junk food rights people come, and we're, you know, we're, we're back to we're better celebrate diversity. Don't, don't want to say anything to make any group angry. Our, our politicians are terrible at this. This is why we get nothing but uh, happy news from them all the time. And at some point, we need to be honest. I think the issues we need to be most honest about are cultural issues. You know, if somebody wants to say Merry Christmas, they should be able to say what they want. If you want to put a Christmas, you know, if you want to put a Christmas, you know, and and if and you know, if you don't uh, Mm -hmm. believe in Santa Claus, well, you know, just be a grown up about it. And and again, I think that the culture has a right to perpetuate its tradition. So exactly, while we do have obviously in the West individual rights, I mean, if anybody said get rid of freedom of speech or individual rights, they would be an anti-Western culturist. We, well, we do have individual rights, though. We've got to realize that the culture also has rights. You have a right to have an area in town where your kids can go and not be just sort of constantly bombarded with uh, antisocial behavior. You have a, we have a right to have radio stations that aren't sort of sending out negative messages all the time. Those are public airwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, the public should have a say on that. And you may say, well, it's my individual right to... Uh, advocate drug use and violence and, and so forth and hatred towards women on, on the radio. Well, it's, you know, your individual rights have to be balanced out by cultural rights. 
in, in this day of uh, the Internet, there's, there's lots of and the satellite radio, so there's lots of venues for speech, but we do need to have some area that's a little protected that shows that we have values we believe in. John, uh, what does culturism have to do or have to say about the recent honor killings in Texas? Oh, yeah. Well, um, again, this just goes to show you that there really is cultural diversity. People say that all, all cultures are the same, and no, in other countries... That's noble and good. People are into honor killings. If you ask the person that did them, was he doing the right thing? They'll look you in the eye and they'll say, yes, I was. Um, to stop honor killings, we have to stop telling people in our schools, young people, as multiculturalists do, that all cultures are basically the same and we should celebrate them all. We have to assert Western values as special and right in Western nations. Um, older people, though, are harder to change, and that's why the best way to prevent future honor killings in, in Texas or elsewhere in the West, is not to let people move here from countries that celebrate honor killings. Uh, this culture's policy is necessary to protect our values um, in the sense of female rights that the West has, uniquely has. And again, you know, you say, well, you're going to uh, say entire people from entire cultures can't come here? Well, they can have their own life in their own country. We, we've dedicated ourselves to being blind to any, any policy distinctions on the basis of creed, national origin, religion, political affiliation, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, people that believe, belong, uh, believe in honor killings, that's great in their country. And I, I don't want to judge their culture. I'm not going to be able to change their culture even if I want to. But I really don't think we need to have them coming here and creating areas where that's acceptable. Now, you write that culture only exists in heads and land. How do you explain that? Um, well, where else would it exist? Where else could cultures exist? Um, and this can be seen to be important in the created, creation of Islamic areas in Europe where police are not allowed to go, the so-called no-go zones. Uh, when you have that, that means that there are smaller areas in which Western culture is in control. Similarly, if the southwest of the U.S. becomes a cultural outpost of Mexico, we can expect Mexican types of institutions, government, and economic economy to dominate. Um, California has, you know, things which are very much now like Mexico. We have crowded schools, closing hospitals, mm -hmm. high teen pregnancy rates, uh, you know, criminal culture flourishing in, in places, and this is all based on population. We, we sort of have this idea that rights and, and our ideals just sort of exist. They only exist in people's heads, and people's heads can't exist, obviously, without land, without some food, some sustenance, some space. So when we, uh, I really think we can, rather than think about it sort of in a grand scale, I think that we can really measure the progress of the receding of cultures by looking at what, what land they occupy. And as such, uh, an important component of culturism is keeping people believing in our, our values in our areas and, for, and keeping our areas for people that believe in our values. Does, uh, is it true, then, that culturism denies universal values? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I and people really, I mean, people agree with me, and they say, yeah, maybe we, we shouldn't be in Iraq. You're right. 
diversity does exist. We um, we don't want female genital, genital mutilation and so forth in this country. Uh, you know, people are generally against abusing women and, and honor killings, this kind of thing. But if I'm to be consistent, I got to let you know that in other countries, female genital mutilation is called female circumcision. It's practiced by grandmothers on their grandchildren. They they're into that. That's their culture. They they give you a, a, a gives them a sense of belonging and and intergenerational uh, connection. And and you know, a woman who's had that done to her is um, pure. She's a good woman. And I can't really judge that. I can't really say that there's you know there's it's just wrong. There's universal rights. They're just wrong. It's very much much wrong to me. That's because I grew up in a country where a woman's body is her body. It's mm-hmm. sacrosanct. Um, no one has the right to do much to it, you know, without her, her consent, her adult consent. But that's just me. And, um, again, when we get into uh, tyranny in other countries, separation of church and state, individual rights, freedom of speech, these kind of things, I... I think there's a whole cultural collective over in other countries that I have to accept, and I can't. I can't really say they're wrong and I'm right. My, our culture, culture is our culture. So here, absolutely, it's right. People say I'm culturally relativist. Absolutely not. In this country, we need to stand up for women and women having autonomy and rights over their body. In other countries, they stand up for their vision, and I, you know, I'm proud of them for doing so. I would expect nothing else. John, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. John uh, presses our special guest, Culturism, a word of value, our future. His website is www.culturism.us. And John and I will be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talk Star Radio Network. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. John Press is our guest this hour, Exxon Nation, www.culturism.us. John, we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, first of all, thanks very much for joining us tonight, and uh, I wish you a lot of success with this book. I, I think that books like yours open up the eyes, and when you've got the eyes opening up, you've got the brain and the heart opening up at the same time, so a great job done. Thank you. I've really enjoyed being here, and I um, hope people did take a chance to go to my website, uh, www.culturism.us, and take the culturist quiz, see if they might be cultures themselves. Generally, I think if we start identifying ourselves as culturists, if we talk about culture and people say that's racist, we, mm-hmm. we clarify things. If uh, you know, people talk about multiculturalism, we, we say well, let's take diversity seriously. Let's talk about it as if it were seriously and call ourselves culturists. I think our country's safer off. I think rights and all the things we believe in are safer off. So I hope uh, you, your listeners, uh, start using the word culturist, identifying as culturists. One last question for you, John. If the majority of culture like uh, likes uh, determines right and wrong, what would you say uh, about Nazi Germany? Oh, great question. Um, well, the reason that Nazi Germany is such a horror to us, I mean the ultimate horror, is because they just went so strongly against Western values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, the right of the individual since Socrates in our in our culture has been considered sacrosanct, right? You, you have individual, even in Protestantism, individual conscience, relationship with God is sacrosanct. And to have the state say, okay, we're going to freeze all discussion, anybody who speaks up is going to get what Socrates gets, it just, it just goes so strongly against Western values. That's how I, as a culturist, judge things. I say, does this further our traditions? Does this destroy our traditions? Um, so, yeah, the Nazis are the ultimate anti-Western people. John, again, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Uh, give out your website again and uh, tell our listeners how they can get a, more information on you and your book. Okay, Robert, it's been fantastic being here. I've really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. And Thank you, sir. Uh, they, they can go again to www.culturism.us. Again, there's no A-L in culturism. Um, and if they go there, they'll see I have a blog. I have, mm-hmm. obviously, my, my book for sale, but there's debate guides. There are all kinds of resources. There's book summaries, culturist book summaries that, that they can use to better inform themselves and understand the philosophy of culturism. The book, it, it, you'll see the table of contents goes over anthropology and psychology and world history. and It's quite, quite broad. And, uh, again, if they read it, they can become better culturists, and I think... Uh, strongly know what they're talking about when they identify themselves with cultists, and again, rights and Western Civ will be safer for it. John, take care of yourself, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Okay, enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you.
Thanks a lot, John. one 877 is toll-free. Uh, the top five signs you're giving your kids way too much money for their allowance. Number one, they hire a maid to clean their room. Number two, just uh, bought their second rental property. Number three, do all the other fifth graders have their own limo and driver? Number four, you find copies of Forbes magazine under their beds instead of Playboys. And number five, the bodyguards seem a little too much. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, Dr. Eugene Stovall will be joining me. And I've got my darn cold back, so excuse me. Dr. Eugene Stovall will be joining us. We're going to be talking about conspiracies as the Exxon continues right here live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network.